guys about to another episode of Culture Sports. And finally, we got Lamont back on the show. Thank you for being back on. And Lamont, we can both agree, this was hands down probably the best divisional weekend in football history where every game got came down to the wire. The Bengals was like, okay, we'll do a game winning here. And then the Bay, uh, Packers and Fortnite were like, you know what, we'll do something better. And then the Rams and both like, we'll, we'll top that. And then yeah. game was on me for the heavyweight fight of the week was Chiefs and Bills. Like, well, you know what? We'll top everything you guys did times three. And that was, you know, definitely, you know, I never see something like that where each game came down to literally to the wire in each, you know, different aspects of the game. And then we got some crazy uh, story right now. Today, uh, Sean Payne decides, you know, he's like, you know what, Saints, I ain't got me a franchise quarterback. This is tough. I'm out of here. <laughs> so basically said he don't want to deal with the rebuilding. Yeah, and then Tom Brady right now is saying that his wife is saying that, you know, baby, you know, I, why, why, why am I saying baby? That was, whoa. And, that um, was gay. <laughs> I know that was. That was gay. That was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Giselle coming out saying that, you know, she's, you know, was hurt. Like, she was like, basically scared for Tom Brady's life out there, you know, like, dude, like, you know, I'm your wife, come home to me, you have kids. And Tom Brady saying, like, you know, my wife needs, my kids need me. Right there is telling right there. Because we never saw Tom Brady ever talk about his family like that. He, and that right there never. is never, never. And that's right there is telling what time has possibly happened this year. But before we start this, guys, as always, Lamont, what can they find you at? You can find me on Facebook, Twitch, uh, Twitter at God's Dirty Hands. And also, please, where can they follow you with your podcast as well, too? Oh, the podcast is on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we have our Instagram. We have a TikTok at Cultural Talks. All right. And also, please hit that subscribe button, become part of the coaching and really, you know, help out the show, you know, grow as well, too. And let's start with the first game of the week Cincinnati versus Tennessee. This is the return game of Derrick Henry. But for some reason, people were thinking that Derrick Henry will come back to that, you know, he, that beast mode he was beginning of the year. I'm like, this guy's foot is literally pure metal. Like, he's been out the game for a few months. Like, he's going to have a lot of rust. Granted, he did score a touch on this game, but. He was easy to stop. He didn't have that burst and all that stuff. Like, let's not forget, this man had major surgery on his foot. And he, like I said before, he's pure metal at the foot right now. And also, this game right here, it was pick your poison. Do you want nine sacks or do you want three turnovers? It was really like, which one did you really want? And from Tennessee side, they got after Joey Burrow a lot in this game. Nine sacks. That is a lot. And the whole thing is that that offensive line that the Bengals have reminded me of the beginning of Andrew Luck era, where he was getting his ass whooped every single day. And but he had that mentality, like, all right, you know what? I don't care. I'm just gonna keep, you know, doing what I gotta do. And that's what that Joe Burrow has that mindset. And you know, he was able to, you know, outcome you know, that punishment all day long. But I'm gonna talk about the, the Tennessee first. Ryan Tannehill was 15 for 24, 220 yards, one touchdowns, and three interceptions. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Right there, you can say that Ryan Tannehill is the reason why they lost this game because of the turnover. You don't want to ever want to turn over in the playoffs. That's the one thing you never do because you always keep the team around. And only good thing I can say about this game, it was A.J. Brown. Five receptions, 142 yards, one touchdown. When I seen that, I was like, man, I want me to hit you on my team because right there, <laughs> he caught a lot of tough passes. He's a big receiver, also quick as well, too. Yeah, but good. what cost Tennessee this game was those three interceptions. But I'm not gonna lie, I was watching the game and Tannehill did throw some good balls in this game to keep um in this game. I'm not gonna you know discredit that as well too. But the only thing is those three interceptions cost them dearly. Like mm-hmm. maybe if they wasn't the the one seed and maybe came through the wild card and they kept the rhythm going, maybe they would possibly be in the, in the AFC championship game. But sometimes that that one seed in the first round by is 
scared because it's never guaranteed. Never, never guaranteed, especially in the NFL. And let's go to the Bengals side. Cost three interceptions. Sometimes getting turnover is more important than getting sacked sometimes, especially the quarterback doesn't get rattled. Like, Joy Burrow was not rattled at all. He's had this cool, calm presence of him. Like, you know what? I'm all right. We got this. And not a bad game, 20 for 37, 340 yards, no touchdowns, but one interceptions. Um, Mixon had a pretty good game, 14, uh, 14 carries, 54 yards, one touchdown. Jamar Chase. I'm going to say this. I've been saying all year long. The minute they drafted Jamar Chase, changed the dynamic of this team. You bought somebody that I, I'm going to be repeating myself the entire year. You bought Jory Bro, that weapon that he had the most up confidence and comfortable with him. Like you throw the little pass and he's going to catch it. And shout out to Jerry Bro, like I said before, nine sacks, wasn't phased by this at all. And he was able to drive them down the field. And it was funny because the, the, the field goal kicker that they drafted, I believe it was the fifth round. He was like, yo, Joey Burrow, I got you. We're going to the AFC Championship game. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. That right there means confidence. And confidence means a lot, especially in the playoffs. Hit the game-winning um, field goal for 19 to 16 and propel the Bengals to the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1998. And before you go, Lamont, I'm going to say it right now. You might disagree with me. Jerry Burrow right now is the second best quarterback in Bengals history behind Boomer, Boomer, Asaisen. I say he's already better than Aussie Dawn, um, Andy Dalton and better than Carson Palmer. I guess Carson Wentz is number two in Colts history too, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get this out the way. Wow. Since Kev's, Kev's over here lying about him being number two, he still has – do not discredit Carson Wentz – I mean, Carson Palmer <laughs> – Carson Palmer was a great quarterback. Um, listen, Car- uh, Carson Palmer did not have the weapons at his disposal, if you ask me, that Joey Burrow has. Joey really? Burrow has. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Right now, Jamar Chase could arguably, arguably be <laughs> easily top five Bengal receiver ever in one year. Oh, in yeah, one definitely, year. Definitely. Okay. Chad wasn't always great. And Chad was very timid to go over the middle. Chad, first off, let, just let's give Jamar Chase the credit. This man on, I've seen two touchdowns this year where it was like five defenders around him and you're just like, he's done. He's toast. This man breaks him for like 70 plus both times. His strength, his speed, his hands, his route running, his intelligence. Yo, it when the draft happened, right? And, and they passed on Devontae Smith. I'm like, yo, they really passed on Devontae. And Devontae is an amazing – he was one of the best players in college. I'm like, they really passed on him? And in my head, I'm like, let me think, though. I, I remember Jamar Chase, and I'm like, damn, but a whole year off football? Does he still – is he is he going to live up to that? Dog surpassed it. He showed you he's easily top five receiver in the league, rookie season. Um, and what's scary is that offensive line is probably bottom half of the league, maybe bottom five of the league. Like, they're trash. And they're putting up those numbers with that. If you take your line and put Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I don't even want to think of the numbers. <laughs> and, like, you, you made a great point when you were like, oh, the first round bye. I think Tennessee – it sounds messed up. If they were the two seed 
and let Henry come back and stuff, it probably would have helped him more. Um, but to be the number one seed and bring Henry back, you kind of changed your whole dynamic of the offense because now you're trying to give him the ball. I don't care who – if anybody not named Henry's back there, you're not really worried about getting him the ball. But when it's Henry, you're like, I got to get him touches, which is going to affect your team chemistry-wise. Um, but, again, Tannehill did what a lot of these quarterbacks do, make costly mistakes. And um, three interceptions, you, you can't do that against uh, an offense like the Bengals. I don't care what team you are. If the if the Chiefs the Chiefs gotta face the Bengals. If the Chiefs do that, it's not. It, you, this is just an offense that no, you you can't give them the ball. The more you give them the ball, ninety percent of the time you get shot in the foot. Tennessee has um, great weapons. I think getting Julio probably wasn't the best move for them because this year he really didn't get to showcase anything from the injuries to it was always someone hurt it was Julio AJ Brown Henry Julio so it's it's a carousel they never really gelled everybody coming back for the playoffs really didn't help them much I mean Bengals let's give credit to the Bengals man they they balled out and the kicker the kicker got my respect when he told you, he said, they, oh, they drive the ball downfield and he tells them, I see you in the AFC championship. And then you don't even watch the kick go in. Swag, swag. The Bengals are offensive, uh, offensive line away and a few defensive, maybe like a, uh, like a defense, a, a good defensive end or a, a better defensive tackle from actually being a legitimate team. Like they have holes, but. When you have Joe Ben Bur uh, Ben Thorough Burrow back there, this guy is like I don't know, man. He, he he it's like and when I when I see him right, he has like Tom Brady's aura, right? Like the swag that oozes. But then you you feel like like Peyton Manning's mannerisms on how he's just like calm, cool. Like he knows I, I'm that dude. Like I'm that dude. But his aura, when he smokes a cigar or he got the glasses, it just is like Tom Brady is like, oh, I'm going to be up there with them guys. That's what I get when I see him. Like, oh, we might be really wit witnessing one of the best quarterbacks ever. Not saying a lot because we've seen a lot of great ones. Yes, yes. And Tennessee losing. Let's go, baby. I'm all for it. <laughs> Yo, Kev had the spot on the couch. Come on, baby. Right here. Right here. All right, Lamont, so I want you to take the, the mantle in this one. Whew. One okay. of the, the upset of the weekend, San Francisco over Green Bay. Your thoughts? Oh, was it really an upset? Rodgers 0-3 against them with that defense? I mean, was it really an upset? And let's be honest, we, we've, we've said it time and time again. The 49ers got a good receiving core. Let's not let's not disrespect this team. I told you, I told you, and I again another receiver that Howie passed on that I'll never forgive him for, Debo Samuels. And I told you during this draft process, I said, bro, I want Debo. I want Debo. Remember, we talked and it was Debo or Metcalf, and I was like, yo, Metcalf's neck, uh, I'm iffy, but Debo, I'll take. What do the Eagles do? Boom, let him go. He. I seen a, a, a like a, a a meme where someone said if Percy Harvin and Anquan Bolden had a baby, it'd be Debo. <laughs> that's, the, that's the perfect comparison because you could put him anywhere. He blocks, he runs the ball, 
I, didn't he have a throwing touchdown this year too? I think. I Something think he's like, like he's he can do it all. Then you have um damn I can't think his name Brandon uh, a cool a, a a cool or something is your number two, and then let's not forget George Kittle. He's not he does not have the numbers this year. He's easily number two tight end in the league, arguably number one, and only thing they're missing is a quarterback, like legit, um, and and you know there's a certain someone that they beat this weekend. That he's not looking to rebuild, and um, you know he's from California. I mean, him with that team don't look too bad. Green Bay blew it though. I mean, I, I, it's like Rodgers don't care. That's how. That's the aura I get from him. Even after losing that game, like, show me some angry emotion. Like, you understand? Like, we blew it. It's sort of like, <laughs> all right, we lost. Uh, like I'm out, I'm out. Like that—that that was his goodbye. I felt like he didn't want to, like, because if you remember in the beginning of the year, the contract is basically a one-year deal. That's what he came back to. Like his deal's still there, but it was basically I'm only coming back one year. Remember that was the deal, and he basically became part GM. Why would you want to win a Super Bowl on your way out? That's how I feel. Like I didn't see, I didn't see Rogers that game. That's how I feel. Not Mr. Oh, my foot is hurt, but I'm still going crazy or my hand, whatever. Nah. Green Bay, terrible performance. You got Devontae Adams and you only score 10 points in the playoffs. You got Aaron Jones on the offense. You got Ryan Tunham. Unacceptable. I see why Rodgers wants out. A lot of dudes need to get paid. That probably ain't going to get paid. Um, shout out to the 49ers. It was a surprise, but when you think about it, it really shouldn't have been. Uh, 49ers are a six seed. They were only a six seed because they had the Rams and Cardinals in their division. If they're in any other other division, they're a top four seed. We we're not having this conversation, but I mean, your 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 boy, Mister No No Shot, uh, he he blew it. But I I think he just did it because he's like over it. I'm out of here anyway. Who cares? All right, so. Green with Green Bay, we'll quickly before I get into my um, breakdown. Green Bay is $38 million over the salary cap. There is no way in how they're gonna be able to fix the team. They're gonna have to break this team apart. And let me start with the 49ers real quick. Jimmy G had a horrible game. 11 for 19, 131 yards, one interceptions. As an offensive unit, they scored six points, two field goals. That's it. He was missing a lot of key throws in this game. One thing I'm gonna say about Debo Sanders. I think I said it last week or a few weeks ago, Debo Sanders is the best weapon in the NFL. The best. George, George Kittle in his game was open many, many times, but Jimmy G missed him, but he had an okay game for session 63 yards. And this defense came up clutch for the Packers. I mean, for against the Packers. Getting to Aaron Rodgers so many times. Nick Bosa is a monster. Fred Warner was, you know, able to break a lot of keep on passes. And the 49ers are not a bad team. Remember, they missed the playoffs last year because of what? Due to injuries. If they was healthy last year, they could easily be back in the Super Bowl. But injuries, they run from the quarterback to Nick Bosa. It's almost everybody was falling down. So, like, everybody's so unhealthy. This 49ers team is truly, truly great. It's just that the quarterback play, you know, tends to help them back. But one thing you say about the 49ers, as a team, as a unit together, they are great. This is what true football is about. When the quarterback can't play good, but your, your, your special teams, your defense steps up for you, 
makes your life much easier. And right now, the 49ers have the most up confidence. It's like, we've been here, done that. We're back in the, in the AFC Championship game. We feel like we could go back to the Super Bowl. Remember, they was the Super Bowl just two years ago. Basically, we had the same team minus, I think, what, the Forrest Buckner and a few other players. They, they basically still had the same as that core back together. And the 49ers have the most up confidence. And now going to the Packers, you blew a goal. <laughs> this is a year-long golden opportunity. They've been saying all year long. You had the number one seed, you had the bye, and you had the weather again, you know, on your favor with the snow. But like I said, for the past few years, even we this for the past few years, even before we started uh, the culture sports, once you take away Devontae's, um Adams, it's not really much offense. You know, they don't have, really have a true number two receiver. Once they take um, Devontae away, the offense is stag- um, stagnant. Eric Jones led the team in receptions, the running back. Nine receptions, 129 yards, also had 12 carries, 41 yards. Uh, almost basically almost 170 yards total offense by himself. Your running back. Now your receiver, Aaron Rodgers, you know, was getting pressure all night long. And once again, yes, he, he takes fall for this, but the special teams let him down again. This right here would cost the Packers. I feel like this right here was the Packers' greatest chance to win the Super Bowl, especially, you know, the next game with Tom Brady losing. And this is it. It's crazy to think in the past 30 years, you had Beth Favre and Aaron Rodgers, two Super Bowls. That is truly crazy to even think about. And right now, I think if, if Aaron Rodgers don't come back, this is a totally year rebuild process. And good luck to Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur. Yeah, it's going to be some tough, tough times right now. And so next we're going to talk about <laughs> another upset of the week. Buccaneers versus Rams. This game right here, Matthew Stafford, you can say, outplayed Tom Brady to a certain extent, all right? Cooper Cup, I've been saying all year long, due to his numbers, I'm a numbers guy, led the entire league in, in, in receiving yards and receptions, had a monster game. Nine receptions, 183 yards, one touchdown. Caught a fucking pass on a third and 20. My goodness. And the reason why the Rams won this game is because Matthew Stafford did not turn over the ball. Remember, before the playoffs started, Matthew Stafford was a turnover machine for the past two weeks, you know, throwing pick sixes, throwing um, bonehead interceptions. The past two weeks, he's been playing good football, not turning the ball, and that's the key factor why the Rams won this game. And also the defense, let's not forget, they was getting on Tom Brady's ass all night long to the point. They busted his lip open. <laughs> the GOAT. But – Shout out to you know to the Rams, you know they did their thing. This is the reason why they traded, um, they um, gave up so much draft picks for Matthew Stafford to get to this point of the, in the season, and it worked out for them. And shout out to the Rams, you know, back to the to the championship game. I believe this is the first time since what 2018, and right now the Rams have the utmost confidence right now because you beat the Super Bowl champions. If you beat the champions, you feel like this is it. We we, we got this. We got this wrapped in the bag. We feel like nobody can beat us, and that's right there. The NFC Championship, we'll get that to later on, is going to be the battle of confidence. 49 versus Rams, who both these teams have the most up confidence. They feel like they both, they're both going to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that later. And let's get to Tom Brady and the Bucks. They were down 23 at one point. And when I saw this, I'm like, it's not over. I'm sorry to say, it's still not over. There's still much time left. And Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does came back, almost came back. 
Mike Evans proved to you why he's people don't tend to give him the credit that he's easily a top five receiver. Nine, eight receptions, 119 yards, one touchdown, and that 90 yard bomb to beat Jalen Ramsey that was vintage Tom Brady perfect pass. I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, holy shit. But if this is Tom Brady's go away party, it's going to go out a legendary performance, even though it came in a loss. 30 for 54, 329 yards, one touchdown. People are conning Tom Brady, especially Shannon Sharp. You know what I mean? Like, some things are funny, but those that you can't make fun of his greatness, especially what he did to come back against the Rams. Like, the, the Bucs could have faltered, like, oh, damn, we're going to ask up. You know what? After this game, we're taking this loss. You know, we'll, we'll move on to next year. No, Tom Brady was like, yo, F this. We're making a comeback. But the only reason why they lost this game is because Matthew Stafford, blew, I think, blew a beauty to, I think, Cooper Cup. Like, the bone coverage. That's why they 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 was able to get the field goal of the game to win the game. But at the age of 44, Tom Brady still proves that he can still play at that championship level. And the defense just let him down in this game. A lot of bone coverages, and this is the reason why the Bucs lost this game. But shout out to Tom. He never faltered, never gave up. He gave a, sh- a championship performance in a loss. And um, if Tom Brady does retire, still the goal. Even though Tom Brady lost his game, he's still the greatest of all time. He still don't diminish seven championships. You, 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 most great players don't go out on top most of the time, and it's okay. He's still the greatest of all time. And shout out to the Rams back into the NFC Championship again. Okay, so you made a good point. <laughs> Stafford at the end of the year, he was he was terrible. <clears throat> um, the difference, if you would have in the beginning of the year, if you say, "Oh, it's Rams versus Bucks," you're gonna pick the Bucks. Because the weapons on the Bucks then had Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. It was just Mike Evans at receiver out there, and it hurt Tom Brady at the end of the day. Uh, Gronk did his thing as usual, but just ha- not having as many weapons as the Rams. Let's give credit to Odell. He was the problem in Cleveland. That's all we heard. Odell was the problem in New York. That's all we heard. That's all we heard. He has like seven. No, he has six touchdowns since he joined um, the Rams, right? The Cleveland Browns receiving core only had seven all year. But he was the problem. With that being said, um, something during the game that had me thinking, Matthew Stafford throws the most interceptions when he's confident. And... I was just thinking like, yo, they're up 20 to three. And all I kept thinking, I'm seeing the Rams players. They, you would have thought they won. And in my head, I'm like, oh, y'all don't remember 28-3? Y'all don't remember 28-3. Okay. That's all I kept thinking, bro. Because I'm like, Tom Brady's not out. It was two costly penalties in the first half that if they don't get called, it's a different game. Uh, uh, Roughing the passer, I believe, or, or whatever on – on Sue, and then Brady gets the unsportsman like, I didn't agree with it. I did not agree with it. Clearly got hit in the in the helmet area. His lip is bleeding, and you're mad at him for yelling at you. You let Tom Brady curse you out all year, <laughs> but now when it matters, you want to be like, no, you can't do that. Um, I mean, you got to give credit to the Rams. They have Matthew Stafford, who he's showing you what we thought he was going to be, but he was stuck in Detroit. He's showing you, like, um, 
you really can't you can't take away from his greatness. Um, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, uh, Tyler Higby is a super underrated player, and, and that tight end he's a, he's a baller. Then they have Cam Akers running over people. That team is dangerous. Uh, them versus the 49ers should be very interesting division game. So it can, you know, whatever. But the Bucks, you know, they they really shot themselves in the foot. Uh, plus injuries too, man. Godwin gone. Then you got your right tackle, uh, Worth out. They were they were attacking that uh, Wells. Wells was there, and Wells was getting his ass handed to him. That was really the difference. Tom Brady did what I thought he was going to do, bring the game back. He had a tie game into, you know, the defense <laughs> blew it. The defense, there was a couple a couple times in that game where I'm watching, I'm just like, what is the defense doing? Like, And it, it, it shot him in the foot, man. Uh, shout out to Tom Brady. If this is his last game, he went out like a, you know, like a G, a bloody lip, something we would have never thought we see on Tom Brady. Um, but I right away when they asked him a question, he's like, oh, yeah, I got to, like, talk to my family. I'm like, I think this is it. Like, I think, I think, nah. I've, I don't think ever, Tom Brady ever, I ever questioned him retiring into, like, now, unfortunately. He's still the GOAT. Tom Brady, he lost, and then he still the GOAT. Fuck it, it don't, it don't matter. Yeah, it says now. I'm going, to just, I'm going to just take this one, the first round of this, the heavyweight fight of the week. Attack for attack. Uh, this this right here was, you know, one of the greatest playoff games ever. Not Super Bowl. I'm just saying greatest game in divisional history. This game was truly, truly crazy in the mind. Go. Well, in like, in like three minutes you had – you had both in under three minutes, you had both teams drive downfield and put themselves in position to either take the lead or tie. Unheard of. Uh, and since we're talking about this game, I seen a stupid ass meme that I got it. I got it because it was disrespectful to Josh Allen. People, Eagles fans, that's why I hate y'all, comparing his stats to Jalen Hurts. They're not on the same planet. They don't ever compare. This is why sometimes stats are misleading. Jalen Hurts could have never done what this man did. He showed heart. He showed that he's a legitimate top 10 quarterback. He's not going nowhere. And uh, if the defense would have, you know, made one stop, like play defense just a little bit, they win the game. They win the game. The only thing you could say he did wrong he didn't call heads. That was, it. that was it. That's the only thing you could say he did wrong. This game, and and, and Tyler, shout out to Tyler, he hit me up and I told him, essentially, don't be surprised if this game makes the NFL change that rule. Because this was such a great game that if you now go to the college rules, because you already made big changes. You, you took away a preseason game. You added another regular season. You added another playoff team. Why not give this a shot at this point? Both teams get the ball. And, and whoever, who, whoever, whenever a, a defense decides to stop them, that's when it ends. Don't be surprised because the NFL is only, oh, they, they only care about money. Got to bring in a lot of money for them. Um, it'd be more exciting for the fans, but let's talk about Gabriel Davis. 
200 plus receiving yards and four touchdowns. Ooh. Not only that, he shook a defender so bad he hit the floor, like fell. I don't think I've ever seen a route like just boop boop drop them. Um besides their defense sucking, the Bills played offense perfectly. Give them credit. Unfortunately, uh in the words of Big Red, the Grim Reaper came out. 13 seconds. He said, Well, your chances are grim, become the Grim Reaper. Bars. Why why you wake that man up? <laughs> why, why you make that man up? And um, then I seen Travis Kelsey said that last play where he got him in a field goal range that he told, I'm not, I'm not running no, whatever plays called, I'm not running it. And at the line, he said, all he heard was Patrick scream, do it, do it. That wasn't even the play. That just shows you, it, it gives a more in-depth look of how great those two are in the chemistry. Um, Again, the Chiefs defense really didn't do anything either. Let's be honest. This was a, one of the greatest football games you could have probably ever seen. Um, Tariq Hill showed that speed is deadly. He took like a 28-yard pass in like three seconds. <laughs> then he like every time he touches the ball, it's just like it's like why why is he allowed to be that fast? Is what I think. <laughs> I don't under I'm not understanding, but. Patrick Mahomes, you know, with 13 ticks on the clock. And this year, too, you said a lot. Oh, this is a year of blown opportunities. This is the year where I've seen a lot of quarterbacks show you that they are who we think they are with 37 seconds or 40 seconds. Like, even Matthew Stafford, to get in that field goal range, it was like 43 seconds. And he let him down there, and, and this is something that – this has just been one of them years. You see all-time great moments, and you see all-time low moments. But this game is going to go down in history. And don't be surprised if there's a rule uh, a rule change to the overtime because of how good this game was. Everybody wanted to see more. I wouldn't be surprised. So the only thing bad thing I say about this game is that <laughs> somebody is sucked that somebody had to lose because both teams played their asses off. Josh Allen on top of the Bills first. 27-37, 329 yards, four touchdowns. Like you said before, um, Gabriel Davis, eight receptions, 200 yards, four touchdowns. The Chiefs did what they had to do. They took away Stephon Diggs, and they didn't expect Davis to have an all-time great game. Let's be honest. I think Diggs had, like, what, maybe, like, seven you know, seven yards or something like that? One catch, right? Something like that, yeah. And they, the Chiefs did it. They took away their main weapon, but they was like, oh, shit, who the hell is Gabriel Davis? <laughs> the one the one play, I think, was to, to, to get the – Game when he touchdown is when he, he was wide open in the end zone. He just falls down. Like he was like, holy shit. And what I'm gonna say about Josh Allen, he proved that he is easily one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. He played his ass off, played with heart, and he gave it his, he literally gave it his all. And unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And the Bills defense, so many blown coverages all night long. To the point, like, you gave up a field goal range in 13 seconds. The Cowboys mismanaged 14 seconds. The Chiefs utilized 13 seconds to get a field goal. This shows you the, the, you know, the dynamics of coaching and time management between both teams. But uh, I'm not going to talk about the Cowboys anymore. And the Bills, as a team, gave it their all. Like, this is who they wanted. And when they got down to it, they took the lead in 13 seconds. They were like, oh, shit, we're finally – Got the monkey off our back. We're finally beating the Chiefs. And I'm going to go to the Chiefs side. Real quick about Andy Reid. 
can we both agree that you could say Andy Reid is, is having two different careers and as a coaching, having that little stint with the Eagles, the four, you know, NFC championship games, Super Bowl loss and all that stuff, you know, the debacle of him, you know, him falling off with the Eagles, fallout and him going to Kansas City where he revitalized his career to championships, a mini dynasty, four straight AFC championships. Like this man has been to, I think what, maybe what, nine or 10 championship games. That's Hall of Fame greatness credentials right there. And Andy Reid needs his flowers because he literally has two different careers. And right now he built a mini dynasty with the Kansas City Chiefs. And let me talk about the weapons. Patrick Mahomes' weapons are phenomenal. They know what they're doing. And they know what to do in key moments. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 150 yards, and a many peace signs throughout that game. Like I said before, that man is too damn fast to playing football. Way too fast. And Kelsey, clutch, clutch, clutch. That's all I can say. Catching big key, big, big key catches throughout the game. And especially to put them in the field range to get to, you know, 13 seconds in to catch the game-winning touchdown. My goodness, man. I am hating on the Kennedy Chiefs, weapon-wise. <laughs> and then I'm going to get back to Patrick Mahomes. Beginning of the year, we both say we was throwing Mahomes on the bus. Like, man, like, maybe the NFL cutoffs and his mechanics are looking bad. Well, he punches both in the face and said, suck it. Because right now he has been playing phenomenal, 33 for 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns. He made the key throws. We can say about these quarterbacks this weekend, Mahomes made key throws, Josh Allen made key throws, um, Matthew Stafford made key throws, Tom Brady made uh, key throws. I'm not going to say Jimmy G because he didn't do nothing that game. But anyways, Patrick Mahomes, you know, did what we had to do and – I'm crying. To not be phased with 13 seconds left, he's like, yo, we got this. 13 seconds left. But um, shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a Super Bowl right here. They beat, they beat the Bills, and right now, like I said before, they have the most up confidence right now, and they feel like they can, you know, they feel like, you know what, Tom Brady's out, and Rodgers is out. <laughs> we got this. We got this. And don't be surprised if Kansas City, you know, wins this when it's all, but we'll talk about that later on. But this right here will go down as one of the greatest heavyweight fight matchups in football history. Because this right here, both teams give it their all. And one thing about the overtime, like I told Tyler before, it's a double-edged sword. Because if you score a touchdown, you it, it, it sucks. It's like your defense will stop them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you want to go tiff attack. You know what I mean? Because you, you do the same thing for field goals, do the same thing for touchdowns. And I would have been okay if this game went on to two o'clock in the morning. I don't I would have been okay if it was 120 points. Like I'm okay with that because like this Fuck is it. what this is what greatness is all about. Yeah, it is. And Kansas City asked for this um rule change. Remember when um, Tom Brady got the ball in overtime and then Kansas City never saw it again, then the denied it. I don't, I, don't yep. NFL, I don't think the NFL is going to be, you know what? Nah, you're, you're going to keep the way it is. You know, NFL, they're, they're very hard-headed, and they're going to wait till you know, if, if the Patrick Mahomes would not got the ball again, and, you know, he's he's one of the big stars, the NFL will probably change it. Josh Allen right now, he's an ascending star right now. He's not there yet, so they're not going to change the rule. That's what Josh Allen, and maybe in due time, they might change it for, um, for a bigger star. I can see that. I can see that. His stardom's not up there yet. Yeah, so Lamont – Time for the predictions. Championship weekend. First up, we got uh, Saturday, 3 p.m., Bengals versus Chiefs. This game right here, 
the Bengals have the most up confidence right now because they feel like, you know what, we belong here. We can do this. Kansas City is like, we just defeated our toughest opponent in the entire playoffs. We got this. This is our fourth straight championship game. Really know what's going to the outcome. Really know what to do in the big moments. And that right there is the key factor for me why I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs in this game is because been there, done that. Andy Reid is like, He's been made for these moments. He's always done good in the championship games. And the one thing about the Bengals, the reason why I'm not picking them is that performance last week for an offensive line, nine sacks. And the whole thing is they played Ryan Tannehill. They're playing a baby goat in the making. Patrick Mahomes, where you give him opportunities, he will score. And I just feel like matchup, matchup, the key factor for me is, is, is Kelsey. Yeah. I don't think the Bengals have nobody to cover. What the hell was that? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I guess before, I don't think the Bengals have somebody to you know that can guard Kelsey because he's going to get wide open all day. And then Tyreek Hill is too damn fast for anybody to be catching him. And like I said, if the Bengals had a good offensive line, maybe they could, you know, possibly go tip for time. Remember, the Bengals did beat the Champions City Chiefs early in the season. And what, what do I always say about rematchups in the playoffs when you, when you beat the team? You usually, the other team that lost, usually beats you in the playoffs. And I feel like Kansas City took that personal when Bengals beat them. And Kansas City will go into a second straight Super Bowl. Uh, um, It's easy to to pick the Chiefs, but my heart would really just love to see uh, <clears throat> something different, like an underdog story. So, like, I got to root for the Bengals. Uh, yeah, their offensive line was trash, but if you clean that up, uh, you can you can win this game. Uh, <sighs> the Bills don't have as many weapons as uh, the Bengals. That's why if I had – if I. For me to be like, oh, I want to see them there and, and give them a chance. It's not it's not really hard. I know Kansas City is probably going to win. But my heart wants to see the Bengals there. Have we uh, – in my lifetime, I've never seen the Bengals in the Super Bowl. This would be crazy to me to see them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and with the weapons, this, this just to see this young team, I really want to see them perform in the Super Bowl. Because we're talking about another up-and-coming young goat in Joe Burrow. We're talking about a, a young goat in um, Jamar Chase. If I had to put money, my money's on the Chiefs, but I want the Bengals. So I'm going to pick the Bengals, even though I know the Chiefs are probably going to win. So quick fun fact about the AFC. Lamar, I'm going to be honest, since we kids, it's always the same people in the AFC in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, Big Ben, Peyton Manning. Joe Flacco, Tom Brady, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. That's it. So the AFC, you're going to get what you're going to get. That, that's it. We, we, we're giving the same cream of the cup every single year, year in, year out. That's it. There's nothing different. So that's why there's a reason why I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs because AFC is known for giving the same quarterbacks year in, year out in the Super Bowl. And Lamont, yeah. take us home. All right. <laughs> It's unfortunate that the uh, the 49ers have Jimmy G as their starting quarterback because 
<laughs> again, I love I love an underdog story, and there would be nothing I love more than to see the 49ers versus the Bengals, the two lower seeds in both divisions making it. But they also beat the Rams both times this year. Uh, and if anybody who knows football knows anything, it is extremely hard to be a team three times in a year. So, again, the Rams are probably going to win. But if you ask me what I would like to see, Bengals versus Niners, logically, the way the Rams are clicking, the way Matthew Stafford is playing, it could easily be a blowout. But that is also disrespectful to the way the 49ers defense has been playing. Again, money, I'm picking the Rams. What I want is the Niners. So take it for, take it for what you want. Logically, it's going to be the Rams versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but Lamont's picking the 49ers and Bengals in the Super Bowl. Okay. I just can't. Tired of seeing the same shit, bro. <laughs> tired of it. Well, well, Lamont, I'm sorry to break your heart. You're going to see the same shit again in 2019. You're going to see the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers. The reason why I'm picking the, 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 reason I'm picking the 49ers is this divisional game. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a heavyweight fight game part two for this. But the thing is, I feel like Nick Bosa is going to have that type of MVP type of game. He's going to get on Matthew Stafford's nerves to the point that, mind you, two games in a row, Matthew Stafford has not turned over the ball. I guarantee Matthew Stafford will turn over the ball. And I feel like this game, he's going to try to um, force it to Odell, especially if they take away a Cooper Cup. And I feel this is the game that Jimmy G is up for a good game. He's up for that performance because he was subpar against the Dallas Cowboys. He was horrendous against the Packers. What's after horrendous? A good game. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go three in a row <laughs> being, being bad in the playoffs. Like, let's, let's be honest. <clears throat> and the X factor for me in this game is Debo Sanders and George Kittle. I feel like George Kittle is going to have that 150-yard type of game, and Debo is going to have 120-yard total-yard type of game. Like, I feel like the 49ers, the whole thing is, is about confidence. You beat the Rams, got to the playoffs. You beat the Cowboys, you was, underdog in the, you was underdog in that game. You're the underdog against the Packers, and now you're the underdog against the Rams. They got that ego mentality, underdogs. And I feel like this is going to carry them and propel them to, you know, being the Rams. And we get another 2019 Super Bowl Part 2. Well, I mean, I'm not mad at that. You picked the Niners, so did I, so. All right, bro. So before we end the show, there's um some breaking news today. Sean Payne decided that he's like, you know what? I'm out of here. And remind you, Sean Payne is still under contract until 2024. And I feel like after this year, you know, with him losing Drew Brees, him losing um James Winston, him going through so much turmoil this year, you know, with the injury, he's like, I don't got to name you right now. I feel like maybe he's exhausted. 16 years in one place, bringing a Super Bowl championship to New Orleans being you know, one of the greatest coaches in, in Saints history, even overall, one of, the, one of the best coaches of all time, probably wants, he probably wants a break, you know, and he's seen Drew Brees. He, they're probably talking to each other, like, yo, dude, retirement's fun, man. Join ESPN, join NBC. Like, this is fun. And he's probably like, that does seem like fun. I'll probably want to do that. And just say, what I read is, just say next year, whatever, for whatever reason, let's say he, he decides to go into coaching again. And he coaches, let's say, the Bengals. Just make believe. The Bengals don't have to give up some draft picks for Sean Payne because he's on the contract of 2024. 
So maybe mm. Sean Payton might take a, a leave of absence till maybe 2025 and possibly come back for coaching. But remember, he is old as well, too. And he, he's like, you know what? I don't like him as, as a coach. I brought whoever thought New Orleans won the Super Bowl in a lifetime. It sucks it was against the Colts, especially, you know, a dumbass person can't catch, you know, offensive, I mean, uh, onside kick or whatever. But if this is the end for Sean Payton, kudos to him. Definitely had a hell of a run and easily one of the best coaches in the NFC era of all time. That was super surprising. Like when you text me, I'm like, but then it makes sense. When Rogers made the comment, like he don't want to be in a rebuild state, what coach wants to rebuild after all the success you've had? Uh, you don't have a quarterback. Michael Thomas probably wants out. Probably wants out. So you're not going to have a number one. Um, I don't know, man. It was. He's definitely one of the greatest coaches. Like you said, I, we would have never thought the Saints won a Super Bowl, and then he did. He brought him. He won a Super Bowl, and his team was consistent. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for the uh, the Minnesota miracle, they're playing. They're playing. You know, that year against the Eagles in the uh, championship, he's always had them competing. I think this losing season just made him see like the luxury of not having that guy at quarterback. And he just don't want to deal with it. Like, like you said, he's older. <clears throat> so it's like, I'm going to call it quits for now. <clears throat> and like you said, 2025, maybe he comes back. It's not. If he comes back after the, the time frame or a team willing to give up draft picks for a coach like that, it can happen. But this is the Saints have been taking hit after hit after hit. I don't know how that team bounces back from from this this is this is a tough pill to swallow if you're a Saints fan you lost your quarterback last year then you lose your starting quarterback Jameis Winston this year and he was doing decent lost your your main number one receiver and now you lose your head coach and your defense is getting older your key pieces besides Lattimore more it's a it's, shout out to Sean Payton though he gonna be in ESPN making some money in the booth the Saints right right here um had one of the two best worst seasons of all time. You, you, you pointed one of them out, the, the, the Vikings miracle, and the year after that, the no-call penalty. That right there had to destroy you as a coach that, yo, dude, like, what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I don't – he pointed out the year after that. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to the guys. And maybe, you know – after 20 years in New Orleans, he probably just got tired. He was like, you know what? I'll probably move on. And don't you be surprised. Next year, he's a Dallas Cowboys head coach. I'm calling him right now. So our final topic of the day, like I said for earlier in the show, Tom Brady, he's been talking to his family more, you know, saying to his wife, you know, I need to be a better husband. I need to be around more. I need to be a better father to my kids and all that stuff. What can I do to, you know, be a better father? Maybe I should be around more. And, for the past few years, you know, Tom Brady really never said that. You know, I mean, he's always, I'll be back next year because I want another ring. I want another ring. I want another ring. And after this year, he's like, you know what? I'm trying to talk to my family and, and, the, and see what's going to happen. And when you decide to talk to your family, especially this late in your career, you're 44 years old right now, and you gave the NFL everything you have, you have nothing more to prove. You got seven rings. You're one of the best ever. Nothing, even if you come back, you win eight, it doesn't change nothing. You're still the greatest of all time. Like, it's okay. And I feel like the NFL won't be the same without Tom Brady because the, the it's crazy to say that Lamont, since I was 11 years old, Tom Brady has been continually winning. 
I am 31 with a family now, and he is still winning. But shout out to Brady. You're the greatest of all time. Nothing more to say. And if you just, just decide to retire, I commend you for that. And also, Gronk already said, yo, Tom Brady, you retire. I'm retiring as well, too. And, that, and that's a true rider. He's like, you know what? I am playing with nobody. Nobody besides Tom Brady. And it was funny a few years ago, he said in the story that he was getting traded to the Lions. He was like, how are you going to trade to the Lions if I'm retired? And he had the same with the Patriots. He's like, yo, dude, I ain't playing with nobody besides Tom Brady. And that's right there. He's what you call a true friend. And if Gronk and Tom Brady decide to retire, I'm going to say this right now, easily one of the two most dynamic um, duos, especially in the playoffs history. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I feel like he he's leaning towards that retirement for his family. You know, kudos to him. I feel like if he would have won it all this year, he would have came back for the three-peat, hands down. Because then how can you ever argue anybody being better than him? A three-peat? Nah, it's undoable. Um, <clears throat> but just, just to think, like you said, the tenure he's had in the NFL, but think of the NFL without Tom Brady, Kevin. It's going to be crazy. Like, uh, it, that's a big blow. Um him and Gronk, I'm not surprised he retires. Gronk retires. But then look at that Buccaneers team. They don't have a quarterback. Don't got an official tight end. Now you go from an elite team to a bottom feeder? It sucks, man. It, it, it's tough because if you're a Bucks fan or you're a Tom Brady a jockstrap holder, <laughs> boy, boy, I can't wait. I can't wait. But. It's really, it's it's a crazy time in the NFL, dude. Uh, Tom Brady might retire. Sean Payton just retired. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. Like, what? Like, yo, can we just get through the Super Bowl quick <laughs> before something else crazy happens? Like, it's, it's a lot going on in the NFL, man. It's, it's a tad bit crazy. <clears throat> put this in perspective since I've been watching football I've been watching Tom Brady mm-hmm. it's gonna be weird to see you know Tom Brady out there and I know every team's like thank fucking goodness we we got a chance not to win it all <laughs> but definitely a great show you know definitely you know a, a wild wild weekend the divisional um weekend and can the AFC Championship weekend, I mean, the, the Championship weekend live up to the hype of the Division weekend? That's a tall tale, you know, to expect. But before any of guys, Lamont, what can they find you at? Uh, <coughs> Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram at God's Dirty Hands. And also comment below and let me know what your predictions for the uh, Championship weekend. And before we end this, guys, hit the subscribe button, become part of the coach again. And this is Coach of Sports.